Hey there, welcome to Dramatic for a Living, where we discuss tips and tricks for actors when it comes to the business side of our career. I'm your host, Asha Etchison, actress, writer, and director. So today I want to talk about auditions, and this is probably going to be a two-part episode because based on the length, it might be a bit long. But I want to talk about the anatomy of an audition, so the whole process of like submitting yourself and what happens, what to expect after that. And I also want to talk about the business side of auditioning and what you as an actor should be kind of doing for yourself to make sure you're staying on track. So jumping into the anatomy of an audition, it starts with the submission process. Either you are self-submitting yourself to projects on one of the acting sites or wherever it is that you're hearing about a project from, or you have a team behind you, either a manager or an agent who's going to submit you. Now, in regards to the submission process, it's really important that you have good material. It's important that your clips, your reel, whatever you're submitting video-wise to showcase your talent is the best that you can offer, which doesn't mean freak out. You know, I know as actors and as artists, sometimes we can be a little hard on our work, but it really just means showcasing your talent the best, something that you're proud of, even if you record it with your phone. So if that's something you're kind of concerned about, you might want to jump back and check out my reel episode. But you have your material, you submit your clips or your reel. Also, you want to make sure you're submitting good headshots. Headshots that, first of all, fit with the character you're trying to apply for. Now, I write projects, produce projects, and tend to cast for my own projects. And I'm not going to lie, sometimes during the submission process, when I'm looking through people who have applied for certain roles, it's a little mind-boggling some of the things that I get. So please do not send a headshot that is pretty much a selfie with a Snapchat filter. And I have gotten some of those in the past. Cute picture, but just not for this particular project. Make sure that if you are applying for a lawyer, a professional, um, a villain in a sense, or even someone who is described in the breakdowns as happy-go-lucky, that the headshot you send in for that role corresponds with that energy. I've had people submit headshots for certain projects where the headshot itself was completely different from the vibe of the character and I couldn't mentally picture them as that role. So with all of that in mind, before you submit, make sure that you read the character breakdown thoroughly. Make sure that you read everything in regards to the project so that it's not on dates that are conflicting with your schedule, that it's actually a character you're comfortable with, with guidelines or requirements that you're comfortable with. And just make sure you know what you're submitting for, what you're possibly signing yourself up for. Now, let's say you went ahead, you came across a project, you clicked on your clips and your reel, sent in the headshot with it, or your agent did it, and it's already gone through. Now it gets to the casting director. Depending on the casting director, there can be hundreds or thousands of people who are applying for that particular role. This is not to discourage you, though. What I'm trying to tell you is that if you do get an audition, if they do write back to you or your team and say, hey, we would like to have an audition from such and such, understand that that right there is a huge achievement because they had to go through all these different pictures and people just to get to you, just to be like, maybe, maybe this person is it. Now, if you do get an audition and the request comes in, you need to make sure You need to make sure that you read the entire breakdown, whatever they're telling you, whatever their notes are, whatever their requirements are for the self-tape or coming in, but make sure you know clearly what it is that they are asking for. With the self-taping, sometimes they will ask that you include a slate, which is pretty much you just saying your name, where you are. Sometimes they'll ask for something specific in your slate, so they'll tell you what they want to know. They might ask for you to include a full body shot real quick. 
They may want you to label the slate a certain way or your audition. They may tell you send two different takes. Whatever the case is, you don't want to be the actor who didn't read the instructions. Sometimes also reading breakdowns for other characters in relation to your own can help you get a sense of the character you're auditioning for. So, you know, if it's a family member and you tend to read the breakdown for another role that is your cousin, your brother, whatever, it can help you to kind of get a feel for how you're interacting with people or how people feel about you. Another important thing you want to look out for in the instructions is what is the deadline? When do you need to have this audition in by? Once you know it, I suggest that you actually set your own personal deadline slightly before that. So whether a day before, if they give you a long stretch of time, maybe a couple days before, but you don't want to hand it in last minute. Because once again, you don't know how many other actors are auditioning as well. And let's say that the casting director out of those auditions has to choose only a handful to send on to the director, send on to the rest of the team to choose. If they're looking at auditions that have already come in and they're impressed and they've already found their five choices, then there's no guarantee that they're going to sit there and necessarily look at yours or choose yours. It might actually take more for you to blow their mind and for them to replace their top choice with you. Now, in regards to the self-taping itself, you get your script during the audition, you know, you should have a, a preparation process. This is where being in class might really help you or even having a coach. But you want to break down in that script who, what, when, where, why. You know, know who you are. Know what your character wants or what it's doing. Why you're doing it. Where are you? Because that's also going to affect the tone of your scene. If you're supposed to be in a restaurant and your character is supposed to be angrily whispering or something like that, you don't want to enter a scene with a louder outside voice tone. So all of that really matters. Also with self-taping, especially because this is right now the new norm, you want to make sure that your setup is not distracting and that it's helping to showcase you in the best light. So your camera setup, your background, your lighting. And I'm going to pause for a quick minute and just plug Put Me On Self Tape. You can actually find them on Instagram with that exact name, Put Me On Self Tape. They are a self-taping service out in L.A., I believe. And they do online classes and courses, and I happen to take one. So I'm not getting paid to say this. I actually came out of my own pockets for two of their courses, a lighting course and a framing course. And it has changed my self-tapes. They look so cinematic. I love it. I didn't even know self-tapes could look like this. And that's another thing. Because there's so many more self-tapes out there and casting directors are able to see actors that they never could have considered before from broader spaces, from different coasts. We are competing visually and it's important that our self-tapes as well as our talent is on point. So if you can invest, I definitely suggest you do invest. And it doesn't mean that it has to be crazy expensive, not at all. It's just a matter of do some research. And I know it's a little harder because things like this behind the scenes work, a lot of actors don't share. But being in class really opened my eyes to the fact that I needed to step my background game up, my lighting, you know, different things like that. Now that I see how we're really relying on this technology for our auditions now. So once again, you might want to check out Put Me On Self Tape on Instagram and that'll lead you to their website. That'll lead you to all their information and everything. But and I'll even put the link for them in the description of this video. But I highly recommend now, for your self-tape, you want to make sure that there's nothing distracting happening. So no distracting backgrounds, no distracting noises if possible. You want to make sure that if you're doing it with a reader, that your reader isn't talking too loud, isn't distracting from you in the scene. Your reader should not be trying to put on accents that they don't have. Nothing like that. Like, this is to showcase you. You also want to plan your outfit. I think that's highly important. If you are going in 
for a doctor or a lawyer, when you are doing your self-tape, you need to look like one. Do not leave it up to the imagination of the casting director to see you and be like, oh, I can picture him in such and such because some people can't and they might really overlook you for someone else who did come that step prepared. Now, I'll take it a step further and let you know that as an actor who has casted people, look as close to your headshot as possible, whatever headshot they chose. So that means if you can put your hair in the same style, if you can maybe wear the same colors, heck, even the same outfit in a sense, or an outfit that's more appropriate for the character but reflects the vibe of that headshot. I've had people audition for me that I love the headshot. Something about it just grabbed me. Then when I saw them in the self-tape, they looked completely different and it threw me off and I felt like something about wanting them for that role had disappeared. I actually tend to keep a little assortment of clothing that I use only for auditions. So it's different colored t-shirts, it's a couple button-ups, a couple sweaters, but it's in certain colors that I know I've used them for my headshots or that it fits the, the vibe, the environment. And I put those to the side. And so anytime I get an audition, I actually go and I'm able to just pull the outfit out right there. And if you've listened to my headshot episode, you will know I also tend to do the same thing with my wigs. But back to auditioning. So you planned your outfit. You have your setup together. You read the rules. Learn your lines. There is a higher expectation for self-tapes. You can't get on there and flub and just think it's all right because people feel as though you've had time to pause, to do a retake. So whatever you send to them, they're going to assume is your best quality that you could have given. Now, in regards to having a reader, I know that right now while I'm recording this episode, we are still in the midst of a pandemic, so it can be harder to physically be in a space with someone. But if you can use your phone, if you could use Zoom, if you could use FaceTime, and there's an app called Moodcaster, M-O-O-D-C-A-S-T-E-R, that you can actually do auditions through. So you send a text link to someone and then they can join into a room and you can actually read with them right there and record right there and save it to your phone. I used that app when I actually booked FBI Most Wanted. I sent the link to my best friend. She was able to jump on. I was able to upload the script right there so she could read it as I was recording. And it was simple. There are also sites that allow you to hire a reader and a lot of coaches out there that will actually read for you for a certain amount of time for a certain fee. If you're someone who is auditioning regularly and this becomes kind of an issue, you should probably make a list of different coaches in your area or especially with everything being virtual now, at least people who can jump online, just so you have that in your repertoire when you need it. So going back to your reader, so you're setting up, you're ready to jump into the audition. Once again, no fake accents. They shouldn't be overly louder than you. If anything, they should be placed slightly behind and to the side of the camera so you have a natural eye line when you're looking. You don't want to look directly into the camera when self-taping. This way, casting can be an observer to your performance versus feeling like they're a part of the scene. And I know that sometimes we might feel like, well, that's more powerful, but you don't want to make them feel uncomfortable, especially if you're doing a scene that's really intense and you're like arguing or yelling. You don't want to yell at the casting director or the camera in a sense. So your reader shouldn't give any overdramatics, um, any crazy long pauses, no shouting in a sense. It's okay for them to read with feeling. That way they give you something to play off of. But once again, just remember that the scene is about you. Now, it's okay to record with your smartphone or a DSLR. If you record with your smartphone, make sure you use the back camera, have it eye level to you, and please record sideways, not up and down. You can do a vertical shot for a full body shot and throw that in with your slate. But for the actual recording, turn the camera sideways. Now, I tend to edit my auditions in iMovie. It's on my iPhone. 
Um, some of you may have it on your iMacs or, or whatever Apple product. There are a bunch of different editors out there. So, you know, whatever you happen to find that works for you. But I don't do huge editings. If anything, I just put the scenes together if they want it all in one clip. Might add a transition between a scene or something. Something simple, not anything crazy. Nothing that takes away from my performance. Now, here's another thing. I know some actors are uncomfortable watching themselves on tape, but you have to break that. You have to get over that. The reason why I say this is because you need to be able to evaluate yourself and to look at your tape and see whether you gave quality or if you need to change something or what needs to be done. Outside of something that is obviously standing out, you shouldn't be so concerned on your appearance. You need to look like a regular person. Now, depending on the role, it might be a slightly more glamorized version of yourself, but please don't think that they want you to look fake or unreal. They chose you because you're a human. They want to see that human quality in you. So don't go into that scene looking completely polished unless that's what that character needs. But when you're watching back the tape, you should be pausing, looking at your tapes, evaluating if you hit your goal. And I think that's what's most important, that when you're looking at yourself tapes, you should be asking yourself, did I hit my intention for this character? Did I deliver what I needed this character to deliver? Because that's going to help you to focus your eye on, okay, when I said this, did I give that emotion? You know, my goal for the character, do I feel like I reached it in the scene? No, maybe go back and do another take. So when you found the best take, the take that just feels right, you want to go ahead, you want to label it however it needs to be labeled, put it together however it needs to be put together. Some people will request for multiple takes, in which case you need to give some variety. So you can either switch your clothes a little bit, you can switch the tone a little bit, you can even change your intent. If you gave your character a specific goal, like, okay, this is what my character wants and this is how they're trying to get it in the scene, for the variety, you can either switch the goal or switch how your character is trying to approach that goal. Maybe they tried to win over the other person they're speaking to in the scene by being friendly in the first take. Maybe in the second take, they're a little more snarky, a little more outwardly manipulative. Maybe they do it in an angry way. But you want to make sure that you're just giving a little something different. Now, if you have representation and they request that you do so, or if you feel unsure, you might want to send yourself tape to your manager, to your agent before you submit it to the casting director. Or even if you have an acting teacher or coach. That way you can get necessary feedback, you can make any adjustments that you need to make, and then you can send it off feeling confident. When actually uploading, if you're uploading it yourself, make sure you labeled it correctly, make sure you're uploading it in the order that they want it in, make sure that you're not sending too large of a file. I have heard that your file should not be over 100 megabytes, otherwise they won't download it. So you don't need to film in 4K, I know a lot of the smartphones can do that nowadays, but... 1080 is actually okay to be filming in. It's going to give you a nice, crisp, clear picture, and you can convert the file to that when you're exporting it out of iMovies or out of whatever editor you're using. And most sites like Actors Access will be able to kind of upload that file and send it over. So just keep that in mind. Once you've submitted it, forget it. Congratulate yourself and move on. You know, the thing with acting is that we are constantly looking for the next opportunity, constantly going towards the next job. And that's what you should be focused on. If you sit there and fret over every audition, it will drive you crazy. So get in the habit of detaching and, of course, giving your best when you're in the moment. But once you send it off, releasing it, whether to the universe, God, whoever you believe in, just release it. This approach, I think, will also help you when you're actually auditioning because you won't be so much in your head and focused on, oh, I got to book this. Instead, you'll recognize that auditions come and go. You'll have another opportunity in the future. There will be another chance. 
But if you're so stressed on this moment, it will come across in your performance. And that's not what you want. Alright, so I'm going to stop this part here. I think that was a plethora of information for you to absorb. But what I'm going to do is come back for part two, where I talk about how to log your auditions. That way you can keep a professional spreadsheet, and I'll tell you how that's useful and what it's going to tell you in part two. See you there.